This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, good morning, everybody. Once again, beautiful San Diego, California. But we have a slight breeze going on, which is absolutely delightful. And, well, cloudy skies right now. So, in a way, I actually hope it stays that way, Ahanu, because yesterday was a blistering 91 degrees here. And even though the heat is dry, it's still, for you and I, very uncomfortable. It is, and it's also an indication, of course, of the earth changes that we're in, that at the same time, not too far away, we have got snow in the Midwest and really, really extremes. And further north in California, of course, we've got raging fires. And this is just... It's just a cautionary tale that everybody is becoming more and more aware of now to be prepared and to recognize that if you didn't think so before, we are in earth changes and have been for quite some time. So it's important to know where to, where you're at with your spirituality, really. That's what it comes down to, because if you still think for a moment that you are just a body here on the planet and that when you die, that's it, well, I think people who believe that are in for a little bit of a delightful shock at transition because we are spiritual beings in these bodies and wonderful things are actually happening and some of those wonderful things Angel Rose is going to be speaking to us about today. Yes but first let's find people about tomorrow uh-huh. and you're going to have to tell people how to sign in because tomorrow we are doing actually our first official online group Akashic Record session. Now, last week we had an introduction. We had a really good turnout online for people listening to us talk about the Akashic groups and what would happen in those groups. And um, we have quite a few people signed up again for tomorrow. But this is your opportunity to bring your spiritual God questions, planet questions, healing questions, anything you can think of that is under the heading of knowledge to the records tomorrow. This is not for personal questions. So if you're listening, this is not, tomorrow is not for you to call up and ask a personal question. That is only for personal readings, which I take from my website, if you're interested in that. But tomorrow is for the bigger questions. So Hannah, can you tell people how they can sign up for that if they're interested? Yes, well, let's give a tiny little bit of history first. What happened was we've been doing these group records in Ireland in 2000, late 2009, early 2010, and all over the United States. And, of course, it's a physical impossibility for people to come from the various places to attend these groups in the various locations that we've had them. So we've had this demand from people to actually run them online. And we encountered a number of difficulties, mostly technical, of course. But then, with the way technology is going, it became a possibility. And we had our introductory talk online last Sunday morning. It was, I think, 11 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern uh, Pacific Time. So the details 
to find out how you can participate in these online group Akashic Records are on Angel Rose's website at angelrose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E.com. But you'll also find more details on how to sign up on our focused site for the Akashic Records, which is called the World of Empowerment. And that's all one word, worldofempowerment.com. worldofempowerment.com. And there you'll find a little sign-up place and you'll find out the details about how to get on this group. Now, the group is very, very important for you to participate because everybody's spiritual energy is needed to bring in this high knowledge, to downstep it for the benefit of mankind. So we encourage you to go there and sign up and become part of this. Now, what we find interesting, of course, is the synchronicity of all this. And we're we're gone past the stage of writing down the synchronicities or remarking on them because they happen so often and so many times during the day. But an interesting one happened with the group Akashic Records because we call it the Akashic Records Online Group. And Angel Rose's name is Angel Rose O'Grady. So the first letters of each of those is A-R-O-G. And when we spotted that, we thought, hmm, this is something that is meant to be. This is something that we must deliver to the world. This is knowledge that you help us downstep and we deliver out to to society because the knowledge and the information is just profound. So, angelrose.com or worldofempowerment.com, either of those places, you'll find the details to sign up and get involved and get your questions answered about anything deep that's bothering you, anything big, cosmic, universal kind of questions that you need to know the answer to. Let's get them out there. And we just may want to add that the sessions are free. No one's going to be asking you at the end to pay any money of any kind. This is our form of service, and the information does go into our future publications. So we welcome you to join us. And it will be for 90 minutes, and it starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow. All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit today about... Uh, sources message to us from a month ago. And even though we have talked about this a little bit on the air already, I feel the need to delve into it a little bit further because it is starting to uh, reveal itself in a really interesting way. And if our listeners remember, if they were listening, or if they weren't, this will be new for you. But a few weeks back, in one of the groups... Source started to talk to us about mediocrity. Uh, it actually said that there was an event coming, and it was coming because of our mediocrity. And it didn't show us what it was, and that that puzzled me in and of itself. I couldn't get clear on what that event could be, although I, I didn't necessarily have a good feeling about it. But I have since realized why Source did not show us that, because... Source is really very, very careful about imagery and has talked to us a lot about the power of images in terms of creating realities. Excuse my voice. I'm still a little bit froggy from whatever's going on in California. I happen to think it's environmental personally, but anyway, sorry about that. So anyhow, Source was saying that these events were going to be occurring because of our mediocrity. 
And what it really meant by that was that we accept really a subhuman standard of living. And basically, if we go around our everyday lives, the way we live, the way we think of ourselves, most often is it's just middle of the road. You know, nothing fantastic. We're we're not setting about to create anything really, really awesome. Now, follow me with this because it really is a state of mind. It's a state of mind that many of us are in. And Source went on to tell us about love, that love holds very high standards, and that the active creative force of the universe is love. And it's not just a nice emotion. It is actually an active, dynamic, creative field that is really where all life comes from. So it was giving us examples to say that love would never accept anything less than the highest, highest possibility. So how that would work out in your everyday life, it would be, you know, when you're walking around and now uh, we'll use, you know, that you're going to go get your breakfast, for example. And uh, you may know what your own particular body would like to have. And I say your own particular body because I believe everybody's body is different and requires different things at different times. But let's say you know, for example, um, what you really should be having for breakfast. Uh, but instead of that, you go and you get something else. Whatever it may be. You know, you do the exact opposite of what you know your body would like. So that would be an example of living out of mediocrity. Okay, or let's say you're in a career that gives you no joy or pleasure. You don't feel you're utilizing your highest gifts and abilities. But yet you stay there for your own reasons. Maybe it's fear of of security or fear that you won't have income or you have a family to take care of, which are all honorable uh, reasons. But, you know, let's say you also know, let's say there's been a desire in you your whole entire life to go be something different, an entirely different career. And let's say you're in your 50s, okay? And if you went and headed toward this different career, it would require you going back to school perhaps and getting a degree or moving your location or something. And you talk yourself out of it. And you say, well, I'm too old to go do that. It's too late now. I should have done that when I was in my 20s. All these different reasons why you're not going to act on what you know is your highest expression. Those would be examples of mediocrity as well. Okay, or I do readings all the time. And you see sometimes in people that they need to change their location. You know, that where they're living is really not the best and highest place for them. And you'll hear all kinds of reasons why they can't do it, even though they'll agree. And they'll say, you're right, I know I need to go. I've always wanted to go there. I've always wanted to either move closer to the mountains or closer to the sea or cross the country or whatever. I know that I've always wanted to go there. But they'll make reasons why they don't go there. And so that's another example of mediocrity. When when we know inside of us, and each one of us does have something inside of us that lets us know a higher plan or a higher desire or a higher form of expression, 
or is very aware of our gifts, but we let insecurity talk us out of it, or we're afraid that we'll fail. So we don't choose things because of all of those reasons, because of fears or insecurities, instead of pushing ourselves forward and saying, you know, even though I'm scared, I'm going to go ahead and choose this higher path because I know that that's where my heart really is. And I did it for years, too, because back when my children were younger, I would take these odd part-time jobs just to earn some money. Now, granted, back then the money wasn't very much. I mean, if you made $10 an hour, that was good pay as minimum wage. But I would take these part-time jobs to bring in some money. And for years, I would be in these jobs and I would hear my own inner voice say, Why are you here? You know you want to read tarot cards. You know you want to be a teacher. Why are you here? And so every day was drudgery. And it isn't even that the job was that unpleasant, because it wasn't. But it was the idea that I was not living true to what my own heart was guiding me to do. And it actually took me some years before I had the courage to stop working at jobs that did not make me happy, did not fulfill me in any way, and go to my first psychic fair. I mean, I had been reading cards for a few years, either on myself or for other people. I wanted to graduate to the psychic fairs. So finally I did it, and each time I did it, I was terrified. I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to read somebody correctly, or what if I was wrong, and they said I was wrong. I had all these fears that kept me from doing it, but I went ahead and I did it anyway. And that's when I actually started to feel really, really happy and really empowered because I knew I was doing what I wanted to do and I was making actually better money at it than I was doing these other little jobs. And then I graduated from that to wanting to teach. And so lo and behold, a woman pops up who came for reading and asked me what I teach tarot, would I teach other metaphysical courses, and uh, I gradually was challenged with that, and on and on it went, and it's still the way it is today, because you continue to grow to higher, higher levels, and your desire to express more and more um, gets bigger. So, why am I telling you all this? Because I want all of us to really take a look at all of the various ways that we allow ourselves to stay in mediocrity. We just stay in a comfort zone, or we... I I wouldn't even call it a comfort zone, because for most of us, it's not comfortable. So what do you have to say about that, Anna? Have you seen that demonstrated in your own life, or have you seen examples of that? Yes, and it's, it's important to say that we're not talking about competition when we're talking about stepping out of what's not right for you. We're talking about being the best that you can be. And I had an interesting dream the other night when I... No, it wasn't actually a dream. It was in a meditation. And in the meditation, I choose to focus on what Paradise Earth was like. And I found that even in the process of getting into that space, getting into that place, I found that I was going through a sticky... It was like a gluey, sticky, gummy kind of a process. 
And all around me I could see all these other people, some that I knew and some that I didn't know. And everybody was having the same difficulty. And I began to analyse in that meditative place, why, why was everybody having such difficulty and why was I having such difficulty? And I discovered that the reason was that I wasn't being the best that I could be and neither was everybody else. And we were all influencing each other to be stuck, to be to be in this gluey kind of a, an environment. Now, I choose coming out of that to change and to say that anything that I do and everything that I do must be the best that I can do. No half measures, no, no passing off something that's not good enough, no possibility of being out of <coughs> integrity. And this is the mediocrity that Angel Rose talks about. And this is the what came out of that wonderful session that we had in the group Akashic Records where Source guided us to get away from the mediocrity and, in a nutshell, be the absolute best that you can be. And this is what I have to say about it. And and this is why, also, we take on board people's comments to us when they say, the sound quality of your recordings is not great. Okay, we've got to change this. We've got to be the best. It's no no longer acceptable for the sound system to have crackers <coughs> and, and poor quality and using cheap equipment. And these are just examples of how we're realizing that to be the best we can be, we've got to really look to to follow that standard, to follow our own heart that says, let's give people the best of us. And this is where, why people may notice that our websites are changing, our offerings to people are changing. And it's also why instead of going down a road of wanting to charge people all the time for this service or that service or this this production. We're offering the group Akashic Records, for example, for free every Sunday morning. And this is our service. And if there's anything ever wrong with the quality of that, we will endeavor to do our absolute best to fix that. So the message that we're putting out this morning that Angel Rose has been guided to deliver is... Move away from accepting less than what you are. Move away from being in mediocrity. Move away so that you can step into that highest heroic person that you are. And I want to talk about why why this message is important. Because as anybody knows who's ever experienced these group situations with Source, Source doesn't say anything without a reason. And the reason it was speaking to us so much about mediocrity really did have to do with the quality of our world, the quality of what we all experience with ourselves, with each other, the quality of what's happening out there. Even though we we really do know that there are many, many people who are changing this planet um, in a profound, incredible way. Um, all sorts of new things are popping up and people are, are standing up actually and opposing things that they know are not high standards um, all over the world. And this is absolutely incredible. And it makes the point because Source was actually saying that, you know, since our consciousness does dictate the quality of our experiences and the quality of what is available in the world, 
um, that we needed to understand that what the world ends up being and how we experience it is a result of those everyday little choices. Those little choices that we think don't mean anything, you know, that they're just so, so what if I, so what if I, I really feel I need to go be a holistic doctor and instead I'm, I'm going to work at an office, uh, being somebody's secretary. For example, or so what? I mean, you know, I'm bringing in the bacon, who cares? But it does matter because what we're talking about here is a level and a quality of life. And so it went further, Source went further to tell us about Paradise Earth. Now, Ahano mentioned Paradise Earth briefly just a second ago. But what Source was talking to us about is the many timelines that are available to us. In other words, in creation, there are multi-levels of realities all over the place. Multi-dimensional worlds, multi-dimensional experiences and selves, and that all of those are going on all at the same time, similar to all the radio waves out there, that we're aware that there's millions of radio waves possibly floating around. But you can only tune into one station at a time when you're listening to the radio. If you want a different station, you have to change the dial. You have to go to a different frequency. So that's very much the same as the realities that we find ourselves living in. And I've been accused of, when I mentioned Paradise Earth, of being a little bit impractical and airy-fairy, and, oh, that's a nice old fantasy. But, you know, Source does not talk to us about anything unless it's delivered. So Source was telling us that as much as we're watching turmoil and earth changes and we've got a negative agenda going on as, as well as people who are trying to raise the positive agenda, but there is a reality where none of that is happening. There is a reality where people are already doing their highest and best. It's a completely different way of living. And Source calls it Paradise Earth. And Paradise Earth is here right now, as well as all of this other stuff that we're experiencing. And it is, it's a matter of switching, switching the channel in your brain to go from viewing the reality the way we're seeing it now with possibilities of wars, with what, nuclear weapons, with GMO foods, with vaccines, and chemtrails and things that harm us, you know, with many people trying to get free energy devices in place uh, and the fight for us to maintain our freedom and be able to eat healthy food and and to know that we already have technologies that will clean our air and run our automobiles. We've already got all of that and it's not being allowed to be expressed because of the corrupt corporations and governments who want to maintain money and control. And this has been a fight for a long time on this planet. This is a, isn't really new. I mean, if you look at our history, this has been the history, our, our, our planet's been a history of conquest. Uh, who can who can have the most land? Who can have the most money? Who can be in charge of the most resources? And this is the way this the history of this planet has been. Um, if you look back in history, it's hardly, we're hardly able to remember 
a history that was not fighting over something. Okay, so Paradise Earth, the implication of it is that none of that is going on there. And yet, it's the reality of Earth that is also happening right now. So Source was telling us to, in our daily experiences, in, in particular situations, to switch our thinking over to, you know, what would a particular situation look like in Paradise Earth. So, as Ahana was mentioning, we just started to dabble with this probably a couple of weeks ago, where if I was in a situation that uh, was particularly uncomfortable, I would stop myself and say, okay, what does this situation look like in Paradise Earth? And I would have the most incredible experience in the sense that it was completely different. The situation in Paradise Earth that was possibly conflicting or fearful here was actually very loving in Paradise Earth. And everything from seeing beautiful colors come and surround me if I was fearful to all of the species on the planet, everything was was welcoming, was loving. And, and could you imagine this reality where if you knew that no matter what you tried to do or where you went or who you were going to encounter, you would always be welcomed with love. There would never be any danger. You know, I was shocked when I, well, actually the situation was that I was on an airplane and we were flying into Phoenix and there was tremendous turbulence. And I was, you know, I'm uncomfortable with flying in airplanes anyway. And of course this was worse. So Source reminded me to go just switch my brain over and say, what does this look like in Paradise Earth? And when I did that, I actually got an image of Phoenix, you know, welcoming us, sending out colors. I think this was the most amazing part of it. It was sending out color rays to our airplane to you know, balance it out, not, not just to kind of protect it, really. It didn't really calm the wind or anything, but it, it sent out colors to keep us in balance, almost like a, a an interesting tractor beam of color to pull us in to where we needed to land safely. And not only that, there were telepathic messages being sent out that were saying, welcome, welcome, you know, we're we're so glad you're visiting us. You know, just a whole different feeling entirely. And so that that actually carried me and calmed me all the way into Phoenix Airport. Okay, so that was one small example. And Ahano and I have been, since then, have been actively tuning into Paradise Earth to see what it's like in various scenarios. And what I'm finding is that Paradise Earth has a, has a constant thing to it and the constant thing is love that there is no danger there is nothing that's unsafe there is nothing that is threatening everybody is in that place of love where love is welcoming and accepting and all expression is allowed and beautiful expressions and peaceful expressions but what I'm finding is that like when you come out of a little meditation after visiting Paradise Earth, 
you look different. I mean, Ahana would come out of his meditation and I'd look at him and I'd say, and he had a particular glow around him that he wouldn't normally have in his meditations. Or, uh, you know, I'll have thoughts. I'm becoming much more sensitive to little things. For example. Oh, that thought anger rose because we must take a little quick studio break, but we will remind our listeners that you're listening to the Honest to God series radio show with Angel Rose and Ahanu, and we are sponsored this week by Diamond Sun Hosting, who are consciously hosting your spiritual website since 1993 at diamondsunhosting.com. That's all one word, Diamond Sun Hosting. Now, we'd like to extend that invitation to all our listeners that if you'd like to either sponsor an episode or a series, Please contact us at angelrose at angelrose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E dot com. And we'd also extend that invitation to you if you'd like to come on the show and speak your truth. Please get in touch with us. Angelrose at angelrose.com. Just bear with us while we take this quick studio break and we'll be right back with Angel Rose. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. I was telling my magnificent story about my experiences of paradise when Ahanu brought us into that break and interrupted our flow, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I wanted to continue and say the other thing that's been happening since I've been tuning into that different frequency is that I'm much more sensitive to all kinds of things. And what you will realize if you take on this project with us, you will really, really become aware of the mediocrity of what the everyday world is. And you'll start to see it everywhere. It could be anything to how somebody treats their animal. Or when you really notice the garbage that's left on the street. Or you listen to people's conversations and the unconsciousness in it in terms of whether they're gossiping about another person or not. That you will become really, really aware of the mediocrity in comparison. And I found that really interesting. But what else happens, the good thing that happens is that your thoughts will change. Your thoughts, your attitudes, how you behave, how you want to be, all of that will start to shift over to more paradise energy. And what we're finding is that the more we're doing that, our environments are changing. The people around us who don't even know what we're doing are suddenly making different choices. They're suddenly choosing higher quality things for themselves. And this is the point sources try to make, is that it's about quality, the quality of our lives and the quality of our relationships with each other. And Ahano has had a few of his own experiences of switching over to Paradise Earth, but I just want to say that it is a practice of something that you do in the moment. In other words, if you find yourself Let's just say if you find yourself in a mood that isn't the most positive, you don't really know where it's coming from, you just know that you're in a mood. I mean, that's a good opportunity to say, 
All right, what does this look like in Paradise Earth? And just sit there and see if you can have that experience, if you can have a feeling of what it feels like in Paradise Earth. And you can do it with anything, any thought, any situation, any relationship, yourself, anything you can say. What do I look like in Paradise Earth? What am I doing there? And I'm telling you this because this is not an imaginary exercise. This is a creative exercise where we are really switching over in this process to the timeline of Paradise Earth. This is a conscious, co-creative effort that Source has asked us to do with it so that we can bring that into into this timeline so that this is Paradise Earth is the timeline we're functioning on. So hang on. Han's going to take some of his stories because it sounds like a simple process, but actually you really do encounter resistance and it really does wake you up to really the the level of where we really are at as humans. Well what I found most interesting at first was that I couldn't actually pop into that place of paradise earth or I mean that's a beautiful name for want of a better way to describe perfection or being in God or being in your spirit self and I actually found it really really difficult even though at the beginning of a meditation I would choose it to actually get there I described earlier how I found it to be sticky and gluey but then another time I found that I found that Paradise Earth must be through the middle of the sun, for example. In my meditation, this was the, the image that I got. And as I was going through, approaching the sun, I found that I was being burnt up, and so were all the people who were with me. They were all being burnt up. Now, the imagery, of course, of that was that it was all the, the dross, as they call it. It was all the imperfections that were being burnt away. And what was being left was the pure gold. But I managed to actually get through the burning heat of the sun eventually and then arrived in this most beautiful, beautiful place that was very difficult to describe but it felt very like what others have described to us on the radio shows and in private of being that place in spirit that they go to when they have a near-death experience. It was absolutely glorious. Now, that all sounds wonderful, but it also has, in a sense, an airy-fairy aspect to it. Or, indeed, it can only be experienced for the moment when we're in meditation. What about the rest of the time? Well, I do believe that the more you practice this, then the more you can actually bring it into your daily life. Indeed, many of the great teachers and gurus always say that, that if you just spent 20 minutes a day in meditation, you'll find that the rest of your day, all those other minutes of the day, will actually imbibe some of the qualities of that uh, beautiful, beautiful meditative state. But one other thing I want to say too in terms of being immensely practical, you know, when you do come back from a meditation, you do have to feed the children, you do have to go to the post office, you do have to do these certain things that are practical and grounded in 3D reality. But one of the things that we found over the last number of years, actually, was this guidance that Angel Rose was giving through Source 
about being sensible to store up your some food, just to be sensible to store up some practical things because we are inert changes. But one of the interesting things that came about as a result of the guidance around Paradise Earth was, yes, build up your store to be practical and sensible, but not for hoarding, but for sharing. And that's the fundamental difference of being in that spirit of perfection. Build up your store to be sensible, much like a farmer would harvest at the end of the summer season and prepare the harvest for storage for the winter. It's just something that's been done for millennia. But what we're saying now is you build up that store for sharing, not for hoarding. Well, I imagine to you that the difference would be that if we were in Paradise Earth, all of those stores would already be there, wouldn't they, Ahana? You know, there would always be enough for everybody. And even though Ahana was talking about being practical, what I'm finding by doing these, these exercises where I'm shifting over consciously, and he is correct to say that sometimes it is not easy to do that. That, you know, if you're in a particular mood or you're in fear about something, to, to have somebody say to you, well, just switch your mind over and try to visualize Paradise Earth. It is a practice because of that. And it does, well, it does prove how much of our energy is invested in, in being fearful or in seeing things a certain way. So it does take a bit of discipline, but it isn't, like I was saying, this is an actual creative exercise. This is not a, just a nice thing to take you out of the 3D world. And, you know, to me, my experiences of Paradise Earth is that I'm not in a spirit body when I'm in Paradise Earth. I'm in my 3D body. Other people are walking around just like they are now and experiencing things. The difference is, is that there isn't any fear there. That fear isn't, you know, there's no danger of anything. There's no judgments going on. There's only complete acceptance and love of everybody. So much so, like what I was telling you when I had the experience of the airplane, that the behaviors would be different also in, in Paradise Earth. In other words, to send out colored lights, for example, that would surround uh, an airplane or a ship coming in so that it would always be balanced and um, be able to arrive safely. That brought me an awareness of the fact that they use colors a lot more for all sorts of things. They're conscious of color as, as something that's a living presence that you can use to cause all sorts of changes. You know, I, I do remember Source saying to me one time, could you really imagine what would your life be like if you absolutely knew 100% that there was no danger or harm ever going to come to you? That all that would be happening is the support of your good. And the same would be going on for everybody. And this, Hanu calls it perfection, but you know, I, I don't want us to think of perfection as a static state. Because Paradise Earth certainly did not feel static at all. It felt very creative and unbounded in creativity, actually, and unlimited in bliss and happiness. 
but it was because everybody was active and sharing love and it was very very different and because this is this is a real reality and when you think of our reality and all the things we worry about and all the things we're fearful about every day this is where we're putting our attention we're putting our, our attention on insecurities and not having enough i mean you really will be aware of your lack thoughts once you experienced even a glimpse of paradise earth and my experience of it yesterday was just this incredible euphoria and joy and it just filled me it was brief and again being able to sustain it is is also a practice and i can see now what source means when it says it would like us to bring paradise earth reality into this one or for us to switch our timeline over and to see just what the job is to do that is kind of interesting because you would all think that it would be such an easy thing to do. But it's not an easy thing to do because it does show us where we put our energy and where we are really putting our consciousness. So I thought we needed to talk about this today. And last week when we did the introduction to the group Akashic Records, Someone did comment, wrote me later, and commented that would it be possible at the end of each Sunday group to, as a group, go to Paradise Earth? And I thought that was an absolutely wonderful suggestion. So we will be doing that at the end of each group Akashic session on Sundays. We'll do this little meditation and visualization where we go and tap into Paradise Earth. And then... We'll see what how everybody else experiences it. Anyway, I felt it was so important to come on and talk about this because Source keeps bringing it up over and over and over. And, you know, in a way you could say that it is similar, if anybody's ever studied The Course in Miracles, it's similar to when Jesus is asking us to choose peace. You know, so if you're in a, in, again, you're in a, negative situation let's say or you're not in the best mood the course would say well you know you could always choose peace instead and even that little phrase to watch your resistance to that when you know that that's a possibility but doing that also changes the whole dynamics of a situation and literally does move you into a completely different new reality yes now we did mention on the introduction to this radio show that uh, we would hopefully get the words of that uh, guided meditation to paradise earth to you but the radio is not really the ideal place to do that because you you may be 10 minutes of silence for example and that's not really beneficial to anybody in a radio environment so what we propose to do instead is that we will actually record a meditation to Paradise Earth and we'll make it available on our website for you to download free of charge and I think that's a wonderful a wonderful compromise for what we promised and I think it's a really really good idea yeah but all they have to do too Ohana, is listen in on Sundays and they will hear the meditation and maybe they could put their own little recorder by their radio too which would be nice because I know the only reason I'm qualifying this is because no one knows it, but Ahanu's up to his ears in work. And even though this sounds like a simple idea to put a meditation into Paradise Earth, we'll try to get to it as soon as we can, Ahanu. But as you know, there's a lot on our plate right now. 
but they will experience the meditation live tomorrow at the end of the group. So hopefully, hopefully people will sign up and be able to hear that and experience that and practice it, you know, in their daily lives, just with their own reflecting on their own lives. You know, it's little things too, like how many times do we walk by plants that we know need water? And we just ignore them and the soil is really dry, for example. Do you know? Or how many times do we walk by trash that's on the ground that somebody else threw and we just walk by it? Or, you know, even showering and, and being feeling clean and wearing nice clothes and, you know, just little things. I don't know, all sorts of little things like that uh, that are daily exercises and how we treat each other. And what we do for one another and what Source is really asking for is a little bit more effort. And it's also the big things too that we completely overlook perhaps because they're so big. And I'm talking specifically about governments at the government level, at the control level of, of the power that we accept being governed even though we know a lot of that is actually wrong and incorrect and unfair and unjust but we still accept it and I don't want to go off on a tangent now about this but there is a very very real issue of us standing in our own power and being personally sovereign and that's something that we encourage people to look into because it will expose a lot of the things that we accept in our day-to-day lives that seemingly come down to us like on a top-down structure and we're being crushed under the boot of some other some other agenda and it, this is part of that sovereignty this is part of that realization uh, of, of becoming a higher standard for yourself and saying no to abuse saying no to uh, physical abuse saying no to emotional abuse saying no to political abuse saying no to environmental abuse and I don't mean necessarily going out and being an activist and standing with placards on the streets and that kind of thing or you know being uh, rebellious in any way what I'm talking about is the shift that actually takes place in your own consciousness the shift that takes place in your own mind where you choose no instead of accepting mediocrity where you choose paradise instead of the distortion that we have chosen up to now so it's a simple shift it's really a simple choice that you're making but you're making it consciously now instead that's right and and now that you're speaking about that too do remember that what source was actually talking to us about too is it was saying that the reason we accept these things is because we don't love ourselves and loving ourselves is is a challenge for a lot of people. Some people believe it's selfish to love yourself and pay attention to yourself and choose things of a higher order than that, you know, somehow that's being selfish. And, you know, we're not talking about just going off and, you know, leaving your family or leaving people abandoned by taking on a selfish choice. That's not what we're talking about. In fact, the opposite would actually happen where you would be more aware of those around you and love them even deeper. So this is what we're saying, but loving yourself does mean do take care of yourself. You know, if you're stressed out, do find a way to take time out. Don't let it go until you're sick or you find yourself having a, a you know a breakdown of some sort. If you know you need to change your career, 
It's not telling you to quit your job right away. It's saying while you're working at the job you're at, look into the possibility of changing your life in some way. Look into if it's school that you have to do, start looking at schools. You can still hold down a job and do these things and look for other alternatives. You know, if you need a, a day out at the spa, if you need a massage, you know, if you need um, to go to some, talk to somebody about your problems, say yes to yourself is what it's saying. Nurture yourself and take care of yourself better. These are all things that are higher qualities of life, and you'll find that if you start to do that, you'll be encouraging other people to do it too. You'll you'll be encouraging them to take care of their well-being. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say this too just because there's so much, so many different beliefs out there about our physical life. Uh, some people will say, you know, physicality is a complete distortion. It's It's the thing we've used to be separate from God and, you know, the body doesn't matter and all of this. And other people will say, uh, the body needs to be glorified, it's, it's your identity. And actually, both of those are distortions, because the truth is, is that you realize at some point that everything that you see is a manifestation of the life principle in some form. So you could say that too about the body that you're in right now, and a lot of times people don't appreciate their body until they're in a situation where they're going to lose a part of it. You know, I don't know if anybody's, I'll use this because it's a funny example. If anybody's ever had dreams where their teeth are falling out, for example, it's one of the most horrid dreams you could ever have. I mean, the the shock of seeing your teeth fall out is, you know, I'm mentioning it may sound comical, but it makes the point, you know, the things that we take for granted, our, our teeth, our you know, the fact that our hands move every day and our toes work and we don't think about these things. But the truth is, is it's all to be appreciated. Everything's to be appreciated. Every leaf on the tree, every flower that you see, every time you see, you go into that grocery store and you see that plethora of food that you can choose from, anything you want, it's all to be appreciated and and noticed, really. Okay, and every little animal you pass by or a dog that that looks at you and that says, you know, could I have a drink of water? Would you take me for a walk? Or how about a little pat on the head? You know, little random acts of kindness, I guess, is part of what I'm saying. You know, my thing is that everything is an expression of life energy on some level. And you really start to see different. What happens with this exercise is you're the way you look at things and the way you feel about things will change. Not only will you begin to see more beauty everywhere and the tiniest little things, but you'll hear sounds you didn't hear before. You'll smell things you didn't smell before. You'll notice and you'll feel people's feelings at deeper levels. But alongside of that, too, will be the stark awareness of how, I'm going to use the word ignorant, not in a derogatory way, but how ignorant we are to the callous way that we do live. And that's what Source calls mediocrity. Yes, beautiful. Now, unfortunately, we are drawing to a close with this session. But there is something important that I'd like to say, and that is we're actually going through this ourselves. <coughs> we're, we're relaying the experiences that we're having as we work our way through this process 
ourselves. And we're hoping that by sharing this, it will be of benefit to you. We, we work side by side with you, as one with you. And we are, our mission really is to help in every way we possibly can and benefit from our experiences. But your experiences too are invited to come on our show and speak about your wonderful experiences because they are equally valid. And this invitation goes out to all our listeners all over the world. So with that, we will draw to a close, unless there's anything else that Angel Rose wants to finish with. No, I just thank you all for listening today and hope you can listen tomorrow. Uh, because it is your opportunity to ask your own questions, which we welcome. So, blessings to all, and until next week. Okay, remember those few websites we mentioned, angelrose.com, that's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E.com. Remember Angel Rose's book, A Time of Change, is available from atimeofchange.info. The Nature of Reality is at thenatureofreality.info. The group Akashic Records physically held every Wednesday evening in San Diego. And you can find out information about that on Angel Rose's website, A-I-N-G-E-L-R-O-S-E.com. World of Empowerment is where you'll find out the information about the group Akashic Records online. That's worldofempowerment.com. And do sign up there to get all the details. So, with love, blessings, Thanks for listening to Ahano and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series, and we'll see you next week. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.